1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crookington, and over the previous few days, I've been, Sir Crokington has been wandering has been wandering around and building up quite a reserve of gold and now you're going to find out why so we're going to the city of Twithic, and then back to the Adventurers Guild which we joined a little while back because there here we are building with the green door You move up to the green door and whap on it loudly. Seconds later, the sound of a series of latches being undone can be heard from the other side. When the final latch has been unfashioned, the door swings open slowly, slowly inward within a small, dim interior, lit by the flickering light of a fire. The door closes behind you, and a bent, Hooded figure quickly sets about fashioning the many latches to hold it fast. Nice to see you again, sir Croakington, says Rui, so two of you proceed into the common room of the last known standing, fully operational Guild Hall of the Adventurer Collective. Alright, let's go visit this guildmaster. The Guildmaster the Adventurer Collective is a tall, shadowy, imposing figure. A dark hood covers his head, shadowing his face. A long sword hang- dangles from the white side of his belt on the left hangs a small hand axe. It rises from behind the wooden table where you have been studying an open where he has been studying an open leather brown tome, and greets you with a curt nod. How is it I can help thee, sir Crovington. He says in a low voice. It is time to seek training. Because there's one skill I don't have. That adventurers who go into dark tombs filled with traps. And who occasionally have to sneak past bad guys. And do other things. Requiring sneaky skills. Should have. And that is the skill of thievery. Despite its overall decline in status over the past generation, the Collective still boasts a vast network of Masters in various magical and non-magical disciplines. The Guildmaster details for you the various Masters within the Collective. Which of our Masters would you consult, Sir Croakington? He asks. All right, so here's the list of the Masters. The Arcane Spy... A former arcane spy. As her title suggests. This mysterious figure. Was once at the top of her shadowy profession. Her unquestioned mastery. Of the art of feathery, Either and The knowledge of all manner of arcania. Make her an unrivaled source of instruction. For the adventurer seeking to acquire. Or boister those skills. So she's good at arcania. Thievery and horsemanship so there she she finds yeah yep. Yeah, yeah, she she finds a mages tower and using her thievery skills it becomes nearly invisible and then parkours up the tower through a window it's locked but not for long as she quickly picks the lock And opens it, not making a sound. Then, she goes in. And there is a magical trap. But, she noticed it with her feathery, And with her skill of arcania. Quickly dislodges it. Then, she goes, she finds a sealed chest. And she opens it, going through a series of magical and regular traps to get through it. Then she finds some great magical treasure. And then she purloins it, hiding it stealthily on her person. And then, using a grappling hook, she shoots her way out of the tower to a nearby tree. Then she shimmies down it onto her horse. And in using her skill of horsemanship, she is away. Or something like that. Visit the Master Warrior. Neither Troll nor Dragon was safe from the hand of this fearsome warrior when the search for high adventure ruled his days. Now content in retirement from a lifetime of perilous and rewarding adventure, this master combatant seeks to share his wealth of experience with the younger generation of adventurers. So... The master warrior comes into a burry and there's fifty trolls, and so he draws out a sword and slays five of them. And he draws out a spear and slays another five, and a dagger and slays five more, and a staff and knocks one into another so fast that it dead, and so on, going down through all the weapons, until they are all dead. And that is the Master Warrior. The Old Salt, far more than his great title suggests, the Old Salt has roamed nearly every square inch of the Scythian Sea, professions ranging from merchant to soldier to pirate to envoy. He possesses an unparalleled gift for tact. And an unquenchable thirst for woot for wine. Hmm. On combination seamanship and diplomacy. And so the old salt single-handedly steers a great galleon through the storm. And delivers the one message that can stop, that can stop a war breaking out, or something like that. The Huntsman, the Wild Swift, are the first home of this lifelong hunter and wilderness explorer. His gift for pathfinding and tracking, coupled with his unfathomable skill with a bow, have served him faithfully. Now, in the twilight of his years, he seeks to pass on his vast store of know-how to those who might benefit from it. So, the huntsman is, unsurprisingly, a master of woodmanship and archery. So, deep into the woods goes the huntsman, Stunk it. So, hunting the beast that no one else could get. After weeks of tracking it, tracking it, and becoming utterly undetectable and unsmellable thanks to his advanced camouflage, but the huntsman draws his bow and shoots it, and then, Capture. and then takes takes a trophy from this beast and it goes up in a tavern. The sage, blind from birth, this remarkable scholar, bears a misleading t- title, who is also a master of unarmed combat, that has never known an equal. Now retired from the grueling life of adventure, she spends her days deep in study and meditation, There she is, the sage, in the library. And three ruffians appear, thinking that surely we can intimidate her as she's blind, and then she can decipher this tome Uh, (laughs) using some sort of magic to read. I don't know. But little do they know. They, before they have even entered the womb she knows there's there and has gone into a combat stance. And then down they all go, and then she goes back to the reading. The warlock. The more negative aspects of Neville Energy have long served this master of magic. Even at his advanced age, his mind remains as sharp as it was in the days when he roamed swift as a young and bold adventurer. The powers of destruction, gating and necromancy. Somehow, a horde of skeletons are attacking a village and using the power of necromancy, half of them are commanded to return to the earth. Then, using the power of gating, she gets behind them and then unleashes an orb of pure destruction that blows up the rest of them. Or something like that. The master mage. An art mage with few, if any, equals. This powerful caster is now retired from a life of adventure that provided him with untold riches and profound glory. Now he seeks only to use his mastery of the more passive magics to help those whose hearts still feel the enticing call of the untaken path. The powers of conjuration, divination, fortification and restoration. So, trapped. People, someone has been trapped in the wilderness and has assumed dead. But, using the power of divination, the master mage knows there is still time. And so, using the power of divination again, he strikes out and finds the lost person who is under attack by dozens of trolls so quickly using the power of fortification a barrier is, is found around the helpless villager and then he uses fortification to, cut to a, have a huge rock appear above their heads and drop on them and then the, bar- the protective barrier is dispelled and he uses the power of fortification to heal them. Next up is the Sorceress. This master mage once lived in a tower she constructed entirely with the use of her own magic. She now spends her days aiding the spellcasting members of the collective. They boldly venture out into the wider world, seeking adventure, fame and fortune to the powers of telekinesis, illusion and elementalism. Aha! Another arcane spy, not the arcane spy, a lesser arcane spy, has appeared. But... The first thing it t- climbs is actually not the tower at all. it He has actually been climbing up an illusionary construct, being levitated with telekinesis. And then she dispels the illusion, leaving him, leaving this arcane spy, 50 feet in the air. An elemental... <laughs> A Wind Elemental then grasps the spy and brings him to her for questioning. Anyway, the one we need to learn now is the skill of theory, which is probab- probably the second most used skill after the weaponry skills. All right, Visit the arcane spy. The guild master nods, and tells you he will make the necessary arrangements for your requested meeting with the Arcane spy. You understand, of course, he says, that the whereabouts, and even the existence of the master adventurers of this guild, remains a closely guarded secret. And I trust you won't take offence at any precautions that are taken to ensure their sanctity. Before you can acknowledge what he said, your eyelids have begun to droop and your vision blurs. The last thing you see before everything fades to black are three cloaked figures striding up from behind the guildmaster. You wake with a star and discover your surroundings have changed, with no inkling of how long you've been unconscious. You stagger to your feet and glance around at the dank windowless stone walls that surround you. A plain wooden door set into the wall behind you suddenly opens onto a tall woman. Her nose and the lower portion of her face concealed by a purple cloth strides into the small chamber. Welcome, Sir Crokington, she says. I see you've finally regained your senses. Have no fear, though, for the guildmaster's magic will leave no permanent effect upon you. The arcane spy, though his name and true identity, has not been revealed. He is eager to provide you with any training you seek. She studies you closely for several moments, then asks how she might have been of service to you. Skills The arcane spy possesses a legendary level of mastery in three skills. Arcania, Thievery and Horsemanship. Based upon the array of skills you already possess, she is able to instruct you in a basic mastery of only one of her mastered skills. Seek to acquire the skill of Feathery. The arcane Spy tells you that acquiring the skill of Feathery with a base level of mastery of 5 will cost you 20,000 gold tokens and 2 adventure to- tokens. Well, that's what I'm here for. Let's learn the skill of feathery. Ah, I'm poor now. The arcane spy accepts your payment and nods grimly, signaling that a grueling series of trials to teach you about the elementary concept of a mastered art is about to commence. After several days of instruction and training, we succeeded in learning the basics of the skill of feathery. The cut arcane spy commends you for being an adept pupil and wishes you luck as you seek to gain experience with your newfound discipline. Uh, and the arcane spy has taught me all that she can so I'll not to seek any further training. The arcane spy bids you farewell. And almost before her words reach your ears, your eyelids have begun to droop and your vision blurs. The last thing you see before everything fades to black, are three cloaked figures striding up from behind the arcane spy. You wake with a start, and find you seated in a high-backed wooden chair before the roaring fire in the common room of the Adventurer's Guildhall. And that is that. So, now that I've learnt a new skill, I can bring in all the stored experience for that. So, I went to a blue door, if you apply your stored experience, 378 experience to thievery. i have still to learn seamanship and unarmed combat for my skills and the weapon with sub-skills which I'll get as I need them The power of necromancy, telekinesis, elementalism And another secret one Now I'm going to be learning Well I might as well learn No no I can't do seamanship yet because there's a quest you've got to do first Okay Alright, let's level up Thithery as much as possible. Leveling it up, leveling it up, leveling up the skill of Thithery. Now I can steal things that are not mine. Alright, I've got Thithery up to level all the right, way up to level 23. Alright, now to do what the main event of this. I'm going to the city of Graddock. And to take the venture here which is called Dagger Spire. The heavily fortified city of Groudog lies helpless in the throes of a recurring series of powerful crippling dust storms that have waged for nearly a month, you have bravely offered your services to the city steward, Thane Marindol, who is eager to accept the help of a bold and experienced adventurer. Let us start now. So begins Daggerspire. this is one of the earlier adventures. The section number is only 3,835. For nearly a month, a series of powerful dust storms have waged over Groudock, crippling the heavily fortified Tyson City. With growing unrest in the city over the mysterious unnatural natural storms, the steward of Groudock, Thaimodo, has taken upon himself to seek out a hero capable of getting to the bottom of the perplexing troubling situation, well, hello there. When you offer your services to the Thane, he eagerly accepts and lays out the current situation for you in his private chamber in a broad tower in the midst of the city. Thane explains that Groudok has never experienced anything like the dust storms that have daily for nearly a month. He tells you, and you well understand that the climate of Southern Tysa is not conductive to such storms, and the longevity and thoracity of those that besieged the city has convinced everyone they are not natural occurrences. There is foul magic working against us, I fear, he says grimly. Some would puzzle over the source of this unnatural force. Yet I do not hesitate to lay the finger on Kawak. A mage who has long been at odds with the city, and has for the better part of ten years been a fugitive from justice. And then Kalwak, once the archmaid of Groudok, was involved in a plot to overthrow the Fane, and seize control of the city almost a day ago. When his treason was laid bare, he and his followers were captured, and set to be tried for their crimes against the crown. Just before the tribunal was about to commence, Korak escaped and fled the city. All 14 of his co-conspirators were sentenced to death and hanged within a week. So I guess he spent he spent the last 10 years getting new conspirators. I have no doubt the storms are his doing, says the Thane. Karak was a powerful mage, and many said that he could control the elements at will. He would like nothing more than to bring, bring this to the city that brought an end to his wicked schemes. I cannot allow that to happen. Thainbarder explains that his biggest fear is the dust storms that continue to ravage the city are only really a means to a far more sinister end. The storms that wage about the city, he says, I fear that Kalnak might use such a tactic to conceal from us the approach of a real danger, one that we will not be wise to. To it is at our very throats. The thane tells you that he is being counselled with most, with his most trusted advisers and that they are certain Calwark is hiding out in the forest east of the city, the ruins of an ancient wizard tower known as Dagger Spire. One may succeed, where a large group would fail, says the Thane. Fear a large number might force Calwark's hand, and without knowing what else he has in store for us, I would be remiss to choose such a course. Thane Maradol thanks you for offering to undertake such an important and dangerous mission, and he wishes you luck. I shall pray for your success and your safety, he says. Kowak is a scheming and merciless foe. Do not hesitate to dispatch him, should the opportunity arise. He has long outlived his days, and should expect no quarter. The Thane tells you that your mission will remain a secret It is known only to himself and a handful of officials in the city, lest any agents of the outlaw may be operating within Galrock. One of the Thane's advisors, the Titan Army Scouts, provides you with directions to Daggerspire in the Eastern Woods. Armed with this knowledge and a firm resolve to see this matter through to a successful conclusion. You bid the Thane, and this advises farewell. Prepare to set out on your mission. To journey to Dagaspire, select the Please Continue link below, and then choose a travel option. Look, look for the Wounds of Dagaspire under Locations Near gravelock Alright. I'll, I'll save first. Travel Wounds of Dagaspire. Almost three miles into the forest east of Groudock, when you come upon the ruins of Daggerspire, the massive tower must indeed have been a marvel in its day. For even in its crumbling states, there were many hints and signs of its former glory. Despite the ravages that time have pl- played havoc on the tower, there were five levels of the structure left standing and all appearances seem to indicate they are relatively sound. Mm. Sort of good place for an evil lair, then. You slip through the remains of the toppled stone arch and proceed across a moss and vine-entangled courtyard towards the tower's entrance. You were then sight of the thick-timbered set of doors. Set of double doors when suddenly voices from ahead cause you to duck behind a fallen stone column. You peer out from your hiding spot and are surprised to see two armoured cave goblins standing guard before the entrance. So I could attack, use archery, or bugger off. Well, I'm going to use archery then. You notch an arrow and take careful aim at the closest of the goblin guards. Pick a number from 1 to 100. A bonus of 6 from Archery. Got to get 40 or more to shoot straight through the heart. Pick now. 76 success. 8 XP to Archery. The cave goblin staggers backwards, clutching desperately at the shaft now protruding from his midsection. He collapses to the ground, where his body convulses for several seconds before becoming still. The remaining goblin turns from side to side, his eyes wide with fear as he attempts to determine the source of his co all. On time, and timely demise. You silently notch a second hour and take aim at the remaining goblin before you can release the god The shot. The goblin turns and flees into the forest. Clever move that. You may well end up being the only survivor. You lower your bat, your bow and cautiously make your way up to the main doors of the tower. You stand before the the set of heavy, thick timbered doors that lead into the ancient tower of Dagaspire. The doors are slightly ajar, but you can make out nothing in the darkness beyond them. In I go! You're standing just inside the entrance to the tower, heavy wooden doors to the south are slightly ajar. The pale light of the world outside shines in to dimly illuminate what must must have been at one time a grand entry. Alright, I'm on the eastern side, in the middle. I'm gonna go north. You cautiously make your way from the first level of the crumbling tower of Dachaspire. Tattered, decaying tapestries still cling to the dark. Mold covered walls, time and neglect have reduced Stuk Tower's once proud trappings to little more than piles of rotted debris. Alright A sound from behind alerts you to the fact you're not alone. Instinctively you spin around and assume a tense it's posture, your every nerve steeled for battle against two water elementals just gonna stab them they surge forward and attack did i tell you about not surging or was it someone else bathed in sweat covered with the grime of battle you rest for several moments following your victory when you feel you're ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower all right going south from the entrance now All right, now making my way to the middle of the tower, at the bottom, arrive at the intersection of four passages. On the floor before you lies a large mirror, its glass shattered, and its once grand wooden frame now in an advanced state of decay. You gaze down at the grime-cloted glass of the old mirror, and nearly leap out of your skin. The face staring back at you from the shattered glass is not your own, oh dear, what's happening here? You stare down in in disbelief, in belief that the haggard but kindly face of a white-bearded man looks out at you from the shattered mirror and regards you with a solemn nod. Suddenly, a strong, clear voice fills the passage as the image of the man in the mirror begins to speak. The one who seeks is here," he says grimly. "You will find him in my old library. Four levels above us. I must warn you, for though he is not alone, he is taking great pains to guard his new found there. The man in the mirror grows silent. At a few moments you begin to think he will not speak again, when suddenly he continues. The door to the library. There's a powerful enchantment that I crafted centuries ago when I built this tower, he says. The enchantment has been enacted by the wicked mage. Those minions now woe. Those minions now woe these passages. And its power forbids the opening of the door. It's an unbreakable spell. Save for three magical keys that will negate the enchantment. If you seek to enter the library, you must find these keys. You must make haste though, for even now, the keys are being collected. And you must also find the foreback. The image of the man in the mirror suddenly fades. You wait for several moments, staring down the shattered glass. But it does not again appear. Alright, you arrive at the intersection of four passages. On the floor before you lies a large mirror. It's glass shattered. And it's once once grand wooden flame. Now in an advanced state of decay. Well, that is kind of what you expect to happen when you put the mirror on the floor where people walk. You You put the mirrors on the ceiling. Maybe the wall. No, on the wall or maybe the ceiling. Not on the floor. That's just asking for trouble. Alright, now, all right, I'm gonna go north. The soft flap of cleverly wings from the darkness ahead freezes you in your tracks. You strain your eyes, peering into the shadows, hoping to spot whatever approaches before it spots you. Ghoulish humanoid creature, its body no longer than your shin flies out of the shadows, propelled by a pair of thick black wings that protrude from its crimson flesh. We relates this horrid creature, whose face more closely resembles that of a goblin than a human, is an imp. The imp appears preoccupied preoccupied with a sizable cloth sack, still slung over its shoulder, Does not catch sight of you, which it has almost flown into you we just spot you, the cunning creature, emits a fearful, fearful shriek. Immediately turns to flee, its wings furiously beating the air. Seize the opportunity, you leap forward and attack. This is a winged imp, and I'm going to kill it and take its stuff. Oh, oh, it went. The imp shrieks fiercely as it claws at you in desperation. It, it, it's fled, it's fled from combat. They're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to keep fighting me until they die. No matter how helpless it is. You just changed all the rules. By running, the imp slips, slips beyond your reach and beats its wings furiously as it flies along the passage. You listen as the creature's fearful shrieks fade into the distance. Alright, going to the northeast corner. Nothing there. Northwest. The sound from behind alerts you to the fact you're not alone. Instinctively, you spin around and assume a defensive posture. Approaching along the passage, preceded by a sound of rushing wind, is a towering air elemental. A cloud of swirling dust precedes it arrival, swirling about you, causing you to cough and gag. It's a wind guardian. I'm just going to take it down. The Raging Air Elemental tirelessly assails you while I stab and is slain. 2xp. Bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle. You rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel you're ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. Alright, going south one. You arrive at a set of broad stone steps that rise into darkness. A sudden rush of mint wind fills the passage. You suddenly find yourself confronted by a human-sized air elemental formed in the likeness of a sword-wielding warrior. A strange elemental creation stalks towards you, its blade of air leaving a trail of glowing dust as it cuts a wide arc through the darkness. This is a wind warrior, and I'm going to stab it. The elemental warrior swipes you you this razor-sharp blade of air. The air elemental blasts you with a searing gale for 8 damage. And it is now slain, 11 XP. So that's the floor mini boss. The slain air elemental emits a ghastly moan and quickly dissipates. You retain your combat ready stance for a few moments, lest any further enemies emerge from the gloom, Will you reasonably be certain you're not in any immediate danger? relax your guard somewhat and examine your surroundings alright that's the f- stairs to the second level alright here's two air uh, elementals they howl with fury as they attack and they are slain to XP. yeah there's, that's just a random those are just the mukes. alright go exploring the western side Two ogres sneak up on me. They're slain. Hmm. Don't know how someone can get ogres and... A human face constructed out of stone protrudes from the wall here. Suddenly, the face springs to life and begins speaking in a deep, wumbling voice. No, it is once over the moon, booms the voice of the animated stone face. The echoes... Of The thunderous voice faded a distance, and the stone face again becomes still. I think that will be important somewhere else, so I've written it down. All right, exploring the rest of the eastern western side, going to the southeast corner. Oh, it's the winged imp again, and it runs away again. Fit the listeners' fearful shrieks fading into distance, southeast corner. Southwest corner alright first floor is now fully explored on to the second floor now climb the stairs set of stone steps descends from here to the first level of the tower alright going going north a bit and then east the war the sea echoes off the walls of this passage As a towering water elemental surges into view Blocking you off and reaching a set of steps That ascend into darkness You watch in horror as the elemental war- morphs itself Into gigan- gigantic watery fists And rushes forward Raising itself to strike as it rapidly advances It's a watery fist It's gonna punch me fist of water hurtles down upon you well hmm you really shouldn't use that against a toad it's kind of my element oh well anyway it is slain 20xp the powerful water elemental is no more all that remains of the liquid towers is a small puddle at your feet rest for several moments following your victory for once again before preparing to once again set off on your way right that's the stairs to the third floor don't want to climb them yet yep did tapestries abound okay two something coming up near the middle two ogres clad in chain shirts suddenly emerge from the shadows to block the passage the hulking beasts snarl as they hoist their heavy spiked clubs into the air and take several menacing steps in your directions. Well, attack the two ogres, two ogre guards. Bellow this as as they swipe at you, but nevertheless they are slain. 6xp, bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle. You rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel you're ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. Alright, we'll start by oop, two cave goblin warriors. Yeah, looks looks like Kunwak has gone and allied himself with goblins. Alright, southeast corner, nothing there. Go north to northeast, it's the winged imp again. Has fled from battle. Alright, and then in the northeast side, there's a little alcove, another little alcove in the middle of the north bit. Five cave goblin warriors. And down they go. Now and if if it wasn't so big, I'd use the goblin doom to kill them even better. Ooh, three gold. All right, along the south side, four cave goblin warriors, and they are stabbed. All right, now going, going north a bit, then east to our coast, one to the north. A human face constructed out of stone protrudes from the wall here. Suddenly, the space, face springs to life and begins speaking in a deep, wumbling voice no it is once upon a star booms the voice of the animated stone face help us wipe that down once upon a star now i know that the echoes of the thunderous voice fade into the distance the stone face once again becomes still okay and this and now, goes to the east. You freeze in your tracks and quickly, quickly press yourself against the wall. Head in the passage, less than ten feet from you, sits the winged imp, digging through a large cloth sack. The devious creature appears utterly engrossed in its current task, and is seemingly oblivious to your presence. Not willing to let this opportunity slip by, you creep out of the shadows and prepare to launch a surprise attack the unsuspecting imp. However, as you draw near, the imp suddenly spins round, its eyes wide with shock, shock and fear as it scrambles to its feet and, and wee shoulders to cloth sack. The red-skinned level...
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: streaking past you in the darkness as it flies by the imp snarls revealing a, revealing a mouth full of dagger-like teeth and the miserable creature swaps through its clawed hands you easily dodge its feeble attack and strike back at the wretched imp determined not to let it escape since the winged imp again <sighs> I nearly got hit down I did 24 damage That was nearly all its health. But I'm pretty sure even if I took away all its health, it would still somehow flee. Because that's just how it's programmed this one. The imp flies out of your reach and disappears into the darkness. You curse aloud, frustrated that the evasive creatures managed to escape. But your frustration quickly changed to curiosity when you spot a small glowing object lying on the ground. A close examination reveals the glowing object to be a small key. You quickly retrieve it and slip it into your pocket. It's a glowing silver key. Let's look at it. This small silver key is developed by a faint greenish glow. Thinking that's one of the three keys we need to get. You surmise the imp must have dropped the item during its flight, and you wait for several minutes, hoping the creature will return, seeking the missing key. But it becomes apparent the imp is not coming back, you cautiously resume your trek through the tower. Okay, that's this floor explored. Found the mouth. found the key, beat the guardian. Beat those two ogres. Here's a cave goblin warrior. It is slain. Two exp it's the Winged Imp again At 39 XP 39 damage and it still somehow survived It's just designed that way It's fled from combat Alright, to the stairs Past the watery fist puddle Climb the stairs To the third floor Alright, I'm gonna go west. On the western side in the middle Here's something A sharp crackling fills the air, and the tower walls dancing dance in the flickering glow of the orange flames. As a massive fire elemental strides into view, the fiery fiend strides towards you, its flaming mouth agape, and its gaping arms out burning arms outstretched. As you ready yourself to meet in advance, you spot a set of stone steps ascending into shadow just beyond your approaching foe to waging Fire Elemental. The Fire Elemental swipes to with flaming limbs. The Fire Elemental surges forward, enveloping you in flames to free damage. Don't like it when things surge. You've slain your foe. 29 XP fire elemental shrieks once and then disappears plunging the immediate air into darkness with its passing you allow yourself several moments to recover from the poodle struggle before siding upon your next course of action and now my eyes have adap- have adapted to regular light so i can keep making my way through the tower here's an earth elemental Chop 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 pile of gravel now. Alright, keep going. Going east along the northern side. There's an alcove, nothing there. South east side, alcove, nothing there. Southeast corner, go west. You freeze in your tracks and quickly press yourself against the wall. Ahead in the passage. Less than ten feet from you sits the winged imp, digging through a large cloth sack. The devious creature appears utterly engrossed in its current task, and is seemingly oblivious to your presence. Not willing to let this opportunity slip by, you creep out of the shadows and prepare to launch a surprise attack of the unsuspecting imp. However, as you draw near, the imp suddenly spins around, his eyes wide with shock and fear. It scrambles to its feet and re-shoulders the cloth sack. It must have some sort of magical command on it, forcing it to keep the cloth sack, even if it could run faster without it. The wed-skinned, levery winged imp quickly takes flight, streaking past you in the darkness. As it flies by, the imp snarls, revealing a mouthful of dagger-like teeth, and the miserable creature swats at you with its clawed hand easily dodge its feeble attack and strike back at the wretched imp determined not to let it escape but it probably will it's good at that it's very good at escaping not at keeping its treasures it's bad at that but at escaping it's really good i mean if it was working just for itself it would be made but it's i think pretty sure it works for Crowlock. And so it's terrible at its job. The imp shrieks fearfully as it claws at you in desperation. Ty- thin tines of blue lightning surge from your foe's fingertip and strike you for five damage. And it, and it just, just flew straight past me. Claw! Just clawed, tine, one past, fled from combat. The imp flies out of your reach and disappears into the darkness. You curse aloud, frustrated that the evasive creature has managed to escape. But your frustration quickly changes to curiosity when you spot a small, glowing object lying on the ground. A closer examination reveals the glowing object to be a small key. You quickly retrieve it and slip it into your pocket. It's a glowing platinum key. The small platinum cl- key is enveloped by a faint greenish glow. Hope that's hope that's you know healthy, because I mean in our world things that glow green for no apparent reason with no apparent source. Uh, well, I mean nowadays they're probably safe because there are standards and stuff. Because others. <laughs> British, yeah, there's, there are walls, but in the 1920s and so on, that meant they probably had wadium in them. Which meant they would kill you a little bit, only a little bit. You just how out- if you own one yourself, you'd probably be fine, because the human body can handle a little bit of wadium activity. But if you worked in a factory that made them... Yeah, you're you're gonna have a bad time, really, really bad time. Especially if you lick lick the radioactive stuff, or put it in your hair. Yeah, then you then you're gonna get all the cancers, every single type of cancer, every single one. Yeah, so. If you see something that's glowing, you don't know how? Maybe keep a distance. You surmise that the imp must have dropped the ice during its flight and wait for several minutes, hoping that the creature will return seeking the missing key. When it becomes apparent the imp is not coming back, you cautiously to resume your trek through the cat tower. Well, my magical... Magical sack of inexplicableness probably blocks out magic radiation as well. Anyway, that kindly man told me to get the keys. He'd have told me if they were dangerous. I mean, if he knew, maybe he doesn't know. I mean, this is a medieval kingdom, they probably don't know about radioactivity, and whatever the magical equivalents of them which are probably a lot worse. Alright, uh, now let's go mid of the north bit, go south. You call in shock and horror as a massive ogre lumbers out of the shadows at the edge of your light, his heavy footfall reverberating along the passage. The fearsome beast has only empty sockets where its eyes once rested, and its face is riddled with deep scars and open sores. Through sightless, the ogre apparently has no trouble sensing your presence, and following your every move. The ogre grumbles as it trots towards you, his heavy stone axe poised to cut you down. Well... Well, I, don't, I feel kind of bad about this, but I'm going to kill it. I'm still going to kill it. Kill the eyeless ogre. The ogre grunts as it brings its heavy stone axe upon you. But well, where it thought I was, but I wasn't. Oh, oh! It managed to get me for five damage. I keep stabbing, and it is slain. Eleven XP, bathed in sweat and covered with the grime of battle. You rest for several moments following your victory. When you feel you're ready to resume your trek, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the tower. East a bit West a bit go north. The human face constructed out of stone protrudes on the wall here. Suddenly the face springs to life and begins speaking in a fun thund- in a deep wumbling voice. No, it is once along a serpent's spine and that's written down. Booms the voice of the animated stone face. Yeah, the echoes of the thunderous voice fade into the distance. And the stone face again becomes still. All right, just checking out the west of the places. Nothing in the southwest corner. All right, this floor is done. Well, four cave goblin boys were in my way, but not for long, because they're dead now. And I'm continuing to make my way back to the stairs. Two cave goblins. And now to XK Goblins because they've been executed. And yeah, Oh, you can sneak out of the castle. And that just gets you to the end. Oh, here's the Wayne Gimp again. Runs away immediately. Right, to the stairs. Climb the stairs, here's the fourth level. I'm on the western side, in the middle. Cat tattered, disguised tapestries all over the place still. Into the middle, all right, take the south side. Into the southeast. A leather cat cave goblin steps defiantly into the passage before you. Passage before you. A pair of scimitars clenched in his knotted fists. The cruel humanoid stares at you with cold, murderous eyes. Let's attack this cave goblin. It's a cave goblin war chief. Ooh, they got one of those. Wheels his scimitars t- with great precision as he attacks, it's probably an entire tribe leaked up with this whole scheme. Twenty-one XP. That's down. Alright, trolling around a bit. The floor shakes as a massive beast of earth and stone stomps out of the darkness, barring your approach to a set of stairs ascending into darkness. The mighty elemental bellows with rage as it strikes the wall with its massive, what entwined fist. You quickly assume a combative stance. As the fearsome elemental slumbers towards you, no doubt intent on doing you some serious harm. It's a massive earth elemental, wars as it swings at you with its massive fists and is slain. For 37 experience, the earth elemental crumbles to the ground. A sizeable mound of earth and stone is all that remains of the once mighty creature. You take a few moments to catch your breath before deciding upon your next move all right going all right checking out the southwest side now oh it's it's the clue again a human face constructed of stone protrudes from the wall here suddenly the face springs to life and once again springs to life and begins speaking in a deep voice no it is once around the mountain booms the voice of the animated stone face. Echoes of the funder's voice fade into distance and the stone stone face once again becomes still. That's all the mouse found now. Well, now we are got to find the third key. Well, On to the north side. Northwest, nope, nothing on that side. You should have seen because there's none of those question marks. But sometimes there are things that don't have question marks. You freeze in your tracks and press yourself against the wall. Ahead in the passage, less than ten feet from you, sits the winged ink. Digging through a large cloth sack, the devious creature appears utterly engrossed in his current task and is seemingly oblivious to your presence. Not willing to let this opportunity slip by, you creep out of the shadows and prepare to launch a surprise attack on the unsuspecting imp. However, as you draw near, the imp suddenly spins round. Its eyes wide with shock and fear. It scrambles to its feet and re-shoulders the cloth sack. The wet skinned levelly imp quickly takes flight, streaking past you in the darkness. As it flies by, the imp snarls. Revealing a mouthful of dagger like teeth, and the miserable creature swats into his clawed hands. He easily dodge his feeble attack and strike back at the wretched imp, determined not to let it escape. All right, winged imp? I mean, I know it's not your choice, but I still have to fight you. Sorry about that. I hope you can get a better employer in the future. The ink shrieks fearfully as it claws at you and, prudently, runs away. The imp flies out of your reach and disappears into the darkness. You curse aloud. Frustrated, the elusive creature has again managed to escape. But your frustration quickly changes to curiosity when you spot a small glowing object lying on the ground. Closer examination reveals the glowing object to be a small key. You quickly retrieve it and slip it into your pocket. a glowing gold key. Small gold key. Faint greenish glow. Definitely shouldn't hold all three at the same time. Well, I'll, I'll be putting them where they need to go soon. You surmise the imp must have dropped them during, the, during its flight. You wait for several minutes, hoping the creature will return. Seeking missing key. Well, it becomes apparent the imp is not coming back. You caut- cautiously resume your trek through the tower. All right. Wind Guardian now. Just a regular foe. Down he goes. 2xb. Let's see. Wait, where are the stairs? south southeast corner, right? Yep, climb the stairs. up. Do a bit of healing first. I think there's only five floors, so the boss, so Karnak himself will be here. Oh, it's the winged imp again. Look, look I don't think you've lost all three keys. Yeah. If it's possible for you to run away, far away, like. Outside the kingdom, far away, you should. But I don't think you can. Pity. Shrieks fade into the distance. Large stone chest stands in a. I, oh, I'm. I'm just a little. The passage just snakes along here. Got a little bit of a distance and this has turned up. A large stone chest stands in a broad alcove set into the east wall of the passage here. The lid of the chest bears an intriguing set of four engraved symbols. A moon, a star, a coiled serpent and a mountain. But the feature of the symbols is a small stone dial inscribed dial with numbers 1, 2, 3, so, there would be 81 different combinations. Yeah, so it's a lot easier to actually listen to the stone mouse. The literature chest does not budge when you attempt to list it. Apart from the set of symbols and dials, there does not appear to be anything else on the chest or its lid that will allow you to open it. You are certain when the dials reach each of their so the four symbols that have been turned to form the proper sequence, the chest will unlock. Alright, hit on Town to set the die. The first engraved symbol on the lid is that the moon? Set it to 1. The star? Set it to 1. The cold serpent? Set it to 1. And the mountain? Set it to 1. Sixteen X to general. No sooner has your finger left the last dial, you hear a soft click from within the stone chest. You take hold of the weighty lid and lift up on it. Your later Discover it is now unlocked. Using great caution, you open the lid and peer inside the chest. The bottom of the chest is you discover a grey cloth hood. You reach in and take... What is curious that the only item inside the chest? Then it must be very valuable. Alright, this plain cloth hood does not appear remarkable in any way, but it is unidentified, so once I identify it, which I should do at the end of this episode, but I might forget. Satisfied you haven't overlooked anything? you carefully close the lid of the chest and prepare to once again set off on your way through the tower all right here's a water elemental trying to block my path how dare you all right snaking three water elementals bought some threads didn't help you all right that's northeast corner go to the northwest corner then the southwest corner. Go east one. North four. Water elemental blocks my path. Doesn't for long though. Well, I need I need, I need to cool down a bit after the previous fight. So thank you. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, We're fighting water elementals. Probably the most pleasant of the water fight, as long as it's not cold water. Because that'd be nice nasty. Well, I mean really cold water, the kind that in- introduces hypothermia, or cold. A little bit chill, chill, not so bad. Especially if you've got all sweaty from fighting other elementals. Yes. Huh. Alright, alright, one, the end of the passage is one to the east, I go there. Long winding passage comprises much of the tower's loftiest remaining level. Ends abrupt, wide wooden door. The door and its plain iron hatch seem untouched by the ravages of time, that are evident throughout the west of Daggerspire. An untarnished brass plate fixed in the middle of the door bears three small keyholes. The wooden door is surrounded by a brilliant. Gl- green glow alright I got glowing green keys alright, use them use the gold key the glowing cold key fits perfectly sends the keyhole you turn the key, without warning it vanishes into thin air because of course it does a bright blue flash throughs the passage momentarily blinding you with this brilliance right on to the next key the platinum key the glowing Passaman key fits perfectly into the whitemost of the three keyholes. You turn the key and without warning it vanishes into thin air. A bright blue flash fills the passage, momentarily, blinding you with its brilliance. And then the final key the silver key. Use it. The glowing silver key fits perfectly into the leftmost of the three keyholes. Well. That was the only one left. You turn the key, and without warning, it vanishes into thin air. A bright blue flash fills the passage, momentarily blinding you with its brilliance. Alright, the heavy wooden door is no longer glowing. That's a good sign. One more heel. And push open the door. You push the door slightly ajar, and listen intently to the sound of voices from the room beyond reach your ears. You can clearly make out one human voice and what sounds like the voices of at least two goblins. Little doubt the lone human voice is that of Kurak, the renegade master mage. Your pulse quickens when you realise that those beyond the door are plotting the destruction of Groudok. You listen in its belief as the sordid details of their plans are unwittingly laid, laid bare before you. Using dust swords of his own conjuring his cover, Connach is planning to lead an army of goblins and ogres to assail the crippled city. Thane, Maldol's name, surfaces repeatedly, and you note the great contempt with this Connach it. Knowing you must act immediately if you have any chance of preventing the impending attack on Growlok, you take a deep breath and push hard against the thick timber door. The door swings slowly inward, revealing the dimly lit interior of a small, cluttered chamber. Realising any delay could cost you the elements of surprise, you quickly stride into the library, prepared to face the unknown. You enter the library, and your eyes were immediately drawn to a long, cluttered table, central for a sizable room, where sits a man in maroon robes and two bonky, armour-clad cave goblins. The road man, who is obviously Karnak, springs to his feet and steps back from the table, his cold, calculating get- g- stare fixed on you. The two goblins, who appear to be chieftains, rise and draw their axes. Grotesque the humans cast educated gang. Glances at the mage, as if waiting for him to give the signal to attack. You must think highly of yourself having made it this far, says Karnak smiling faintly but it should be apparent even to one so insolent that your success had more to do with the founding of my underlings than any small degree of prowess you might possess. Clark motions with his hand to the far side of the chamber, where you spot the bloody corpse of the winged imp lying on the floor. It is clear that this pitiful creature met a savage end at the hands of his master, ...of its master and his goblin cohorts. Ah, sorry, Imp. Ah, you you, you got a bum deal. You found yourself magically bound to a dickhead. It must be disheartening, even to one so bold... ...that it was all in vain, grins the maid wickedly. For surely, as you look about this place... You recognise the walls of your own tomb. Karnak draws back his white right hand and with a fluid flick of his wrist sends a bolt of blue flame hurtling across the chamber towards you for only a split second to react. All right, I could use fortification or, if I had it, elementalism. So, Or I could just jump out the way. No, Fortification. Hastily attempt to summon your power of fortification. Channel it. 16x speed to fortification. A shrieking blue bolt of flame strikes the invisible barrier erected, and deflects harmlessly into the wall. Grydard grins wickedly and orders the two goblins to attack Raimid. Did you just use flame in a library? You absolute monster. Our standard bearers will march into Crowdock with it, with your head on a pike, he sneers. Well, it's not going to be pretty impressive. I have a very small head. The two cave goblins issue a small, blood-curdling war cry as they wash at you. Across the clustered library, the blades of their cool axes thirsting for the blood of a human. All right. I have, if you have the skill of archery, or telekinesis, all right. I will use the power of archery, I guess. You quickly notch now and take aim at the goblin on the left. All right, random number, plus six from archery. You'll get forty or more. Sixty-five success. Your arrow pierces the goblin's lungs and the foul creature jump, drops to the floor immediately and does not move again. The remaining goblin scowls viciously. It closes within melee range. You shoulder your bow bow, and prepare to meet the creature's frenzied attack. It's a cave goblin chieftain. It hacks at you with his axe and is slain. Six XP. Konrak. Appears to be somewhat taken aback by your victory over his goblin minions. Whether he levels his outstretched hand at you and begins muttering to himself, Your heart races as you realize the formidable spellcaster is summoning some sort of magic. Attack at once, or prepare to defend myself. I attack at once. Your days end here and now, sneers Carlock, as he rolls up the sleeves of his robe and clenches his fist. Fane Muldum, who wish he had sent an army when I returns with the head of his would-be hero. After my monstrous legion has smashed the gates of his infernal city. Connick's fists begin to smoulder. His body starts to tremble. You quickly move in and attack the formidable mage, Korak. He's the bad guy. He's going down. My only option is to kill him. Kallak levels his finger at you and fires several small bolts of flame. A breath of icy wind surges from Connacht's outstretched hand and slams into you with deadly force for seven damage. And he is slain. 36 XP. Karnak drops to his knees and clutches at you as he painfully draws what will be his final breath. That is revenge well for that imp! And for all the other people you've killed. But primarily the imp. The wicked mage opens his mouth and attempts to speak. But his eyes roll to the back of his head and he topples over sideways. He does not move again. A sound from behind makes you spin round. And your spirits sink when you behold over a dozen cave goblins peering through the open doorway into the library. Their weapons are drawn and you are left to assume they have just witnessed your victory over the Wenigay wizard. Suddenly, the goblins turn and flee into the darkness outside the chamber. It's quite apparent the cruel creatures want no quarrel with the human who just slew the master of the tower. Breathing a sigh of relief, you turn your attention back to the matter of the hand, begin to search through the cluttered library. The back of the the chamber... Between two stacks of mouldy crystal, you discover a stone pedestal atop which sits a orb of blue crystal. When you fix your gaze upon the orb, a vision of the city of Graldok appears beneath its ashore shell. The vision depicts the city in the midst of a powerful, deliberate, devastating dust storm. You're certain this strange orb is the device that Cronach used to control the magical storms of the Vassail what? Vision you are now witnessing is any indication. It appears its power continues even after the demise of the Renegade Maze. That's quite rare, usually, if you, you kill the wizard or the magic goes. Realise that your only hope to break the grip that this foul magic has on the city is to somehow destroy the orb. You stare down at the blue crystal orb, wondering how you might bring about its destruction. With the power of destruction, of course. You summon your power of destruction and focus all its energy on the orb. Attempting to tear apart its very fragment. Channel it now. It's done. 16 XP to destruction. Your orb vibrates for a moment, then disintegrates into a sparkling blue dust that wanes down upon onto the floor. The wicked instrument is no more the orb now destroyed, and its wicked spell broken forever make a quick search of the library then move over to examine the body of Craddock and those of the two fallen goblin chieftains a search of the remains of the two goblin chieftains revealing, reveals the following, yeah just some standard loot items, 83 gold, 53 gold You carefully search Kronok's body and find the following. Some pretty decent loot. And an unidentified steel wing. It bears no markings of any kind. And 117 gold. Satisfied you have not overlooked anything, you decide your next move should be find your way out of the tower as quickly as possible. With this thought in mind, you take one glance around the library. And step back onto the windy passage that led you there. You slowly and cautiously descend through the tower's levels until you reach the ground floor. And here I am, just skipped ahead to the ground floor. Because, well, who'd want to go through all those floors again? You get anything new, just skip it. You arrive at the intersection of four passages. And here's the mirror. You look down at the remains of the mirror and you're surprised to once again find the white-bearded face of the long-departed mage staring out at you from behind the shattered glass. He again speaks, solemnly congratulating your victory over Karnok and his evil minions. He then says something that surprises you. He tells you he will now set about the destruction of his former tower. From beyond the grave! As long as Dakaspires yet stands, remains at all, capable of great evil in the wrong hands, he says grimly. I had hoped that the lifetime of knowledge and discovery which I had imbued in these walls would serve to teach and inspire those in the ages that follow my own. But this can no longer be, for the opportunity this tower presents to those with wicked designs is too great. Yes, Dagger Spire shall fall, and will then take its whiteful place alongside me. In quiet repose, in an age long since past, and now remembered only by scholars of history. The white beard facing the mirror instructs you to leave the tower at once and bids you farewell. You stare back into the sad eyes of the old man one last time. As his image begins to rapidly fade, he was suddenly overcome by a strange sensation. The sensation that washes over you is impossible to explain, It lasts for only a few short moments, but in its wake you feel different, as if the departed mage has somehow, somehow bestowed upon you some of the secrets contained within the tower walls, and he has, I now know, elementalism. Heeding the white-bearded, Be man's final words, you quickly make your way out of the tower. As you reach the entrance of the tower, the walls and floor of the passage in which you stand begin to tremble violently. You throw open the thick timbered doors and race out into the sunlight of early afternoon. You watch from a safe distance as the imposing structure breaks apart and collapses into, into, into the mountain of rubble, sending... A massive cloud of dust into the air with its passing. In a matter of minutes, the ancient tower of Dagaspire is no more. You bow your head and for a silent prayer for the remains of Dagaspire, which you curiously note now serves as a tomb for both the tower's first and last master. You turn away from the ruins and set off through the forest of Groudok. return to Groudok finds a city that is much renewed. The dust storms that ravages, ravaged the area for over a month, now only a painful memory. The streets of the city are again bursting with commerce, as Graldok slowly returns to life. You're approached by a group of city guardsmen on horseback, who tell you that Thane Maradol wishes to see you at once. You climb onto, onto the back of one of the horses, and are taken into the broad tower in the midst of the city house houses the Thane's residence. They, Maradol is overjoyed by our success, and he congratulates you on the completion of a mission that he feels has saved Groudon from certain destruction. It is as we feared, then, he says, you tell him about the invasion, Carlock and his monstrous legionary planning. Beleaguered by these waging storms, we would have been at mercy of any foe with the strength of the storm our gates. I can only thank them for all, Father. By the hand of a hero, such thing did not come to pass. The Thane is especially pleased when you describe to him the circumstances of Paladoc's demise. It's important he met his end in such a fashion, he says, when you've concluded your report. A mage like Hanok would no doubt have many tricks at his disposal to preserve his own wedged life. Your account suggests he had no opportunity for deception and pleased and confident that a great enemy with this city, and indeed of the people of Tosa, is gone for ever. A large feast is held in your honour, and during the lavish celebration, you meet many of Graudog's most influential figures. During the festivities, Thane Maradol takes you aside, and gives you what he calls a small token of his appreciation, a sizable quantity of gold. Then polite... He hesitates to accept, when he politely hesitates to accept so generous a gift. He vehemently insists, yes, and meets you on his shoulder cross. Come now, sir, croaking Tony smiles. Let's not bicker about such things. Tonight is a night for wevery, in a city we born. You accept the gold and return to the gala with the Thane. Three thousand gold tokens. Pretty nice. The weeks that follow the death, following the death of Gronach, the destruction of Daggerspire, the city experiences a much-needed rebirth. As soon we get back to tending to the normal business of everyday life, the story of Sir Crokington and the Wicked of Daggerspire is a still told to this day in the breadhouses and taverns of Gronok, and I get one thousand five hundred thirty-six experience to general. Alright and save. Let's go identify some items. You got Corazon's hood and the wing of mystic ability. And 32 experience to Arcania. Alright, Corazon's hood, four stamina points, five Neville Reserve, three ore. This plain grey cloth hood once belonged to a powerful wizard named Corazon assume that was the original Master of Dagger Spire. and then the Wing of Mystic Ability 5 Neville Reserve 2 Aura so if I'm going into a playable or other situation where I want to maximise my my Neville Reserve and MR doesn't matter as much just swap that in we can west, and we can save. And so, next adventure, I think I'll be going to Port Halleck and learning about seamanship. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.